everybody, it's me, Katie Soros. Welcome to episode 16 of Infinite Quest. This week's topic comes to us by popular demand. When we asked what all of you wanted us to talk about, a lot of you said, sometimes I forget to brush my teeth and shower. Is that weird? So this week, we're going to talk about it. Before we begin, though, I have a couple of announcements. First, we've set a couple of goals for Infinite Quest this week. We really want to try and have 100 reviews up on iTunes by the end of the month. And with your help, we can do that. It only takes a couple minutes of your time, it doesn't cost anything, and it helps us out more than you can ever know. Along those same lines, we've set a Patreon goal of getting 50 patrons by the end of the month. You can check out patreon.com slash infinitequest for more information. We are so close to both of these goals, so if you don't mind helping us out, we'd really appreciate it. And now, without further ado, an episode about how often we brush our teeth. Transition! Hello and welcome to Season 1, Episode 16 of Katie and Eric's Infinite Quest and ADHD Adventure. Our podcast is now old enough to drive. Our podcast is driving a car. I bet it's like a beige Volvo. It's like a, it's, oh, it's a Subaru. If our podcast podcast, was a car, what would our podcast be? A Subaru Outback. I think our podcast would be a 1957 Chevy Bel Air with wings, cherry red. Okay, well obviously we're going to go with that. That's that's a perfect car. That one's way better. I've wanted that car my entire life. Oh, noted. Everybody. Uh, if anybody out there has a 1957 Chevy Bel Air that they're willing to part with for less than $5,000, I will buy it from you cash, and that's not a joke. Yeah, and also we'll, we'll just get her the bigger P.O. box, and that way you can just cram it in there. Anyways, today we're talking about... <laughs> what are we talking about We're today? talking about hygiene and ADHD, Katie. We are. Do you know why we're talking about that today? Is it because you found out I haven't showered in five days? Well... Katie, have you not showered in five days? No, I showered literally like 20 minutes ago. I was making a funny joke. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear. Well, I just I just realized I haven't brushed my teeth today. Oh, I haven't either. Oh my gosh. Oh no. Isn't it weird how like when you first need to brush your teeth in the morning, you have that terrible taste in your mouth, but then you get used to it, and so like your breath still smells like that, but you can't taste it. Oh, oh, it keeps me up at night. But I and a lot of other people with ADHD have a lot of trouble keeping up with regular old personal hygiene. Not like the major stuff, just like the brushing your teeth every day. And the showering and keeping your clothes clean. And sleeping. Katie's raising her hand. What's up? What is the major stuff if not showering and brushing your teeth? Oh, dude. uh, Going to the doctor regularly. (laughs) Going to the dentist regularly. Getting your eyes checked. (laughs) Not to mention mental hygiene, I figure, are things like making sure your car registration is up to date, making sure you have insurance. Is that hygiene, Eric? I would say it helps with mental hygiene, yeah. Oh, I mean, I guess I'll allow it. But all of the things you just said are things that, like, I don't do. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> I just got a new glasses prescription this year, and I counted, and it had been eight years since wow. I had gone to the eye doctor. I've just been skating by on the same prescription since I was like nineteen. Gosh, I really need to get my eyes checked. I, I you I, need glasses, son. I know. I I don't even really know what you look like. I <laughs> I assume you're you're pretty because everybody says you're pretty. So well, according to the internet, I'm pretty. Subscribe to my OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> She's not oh, kidding. Oh, it hurts so oh, much. Oh, you're to not laugh. kidding. So, Katie, what are things that you do to try to keep better hygiene? No judgment here. I just genuinely want to know. Well, it's really interesting because literally like as we were planning recording this podcast, you talked about sleep as part of hygiene. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's not hygiene. And then you were like, yes, it is, idiot. I was like, and then I Googled it because I didn't believe you. And I was like, and I guess like, yeah, like sleep hygiene. That's I'm terrible at sleep. I hate that phrase. Sleep hygiene. Sleep hygiene. It doesn't make sense in my head. Like, it doesn't feel correct. And it's funny because, like, if you, if, like, I literally read a bunch of studies about sleep and most of those studies refer to, like, getting enough sleep or, like, the process of getting enough sleep as, like, sleep hygiene. But in my head, like, it's something so completely separate from the concept of what I know to be hygiene that it's, like, I struggle to make it make sense. That didn't answer the question at all. But I wanted to say that because I feel like... For the purposes of this episode, we should define hygiene because I feel like hygiene can mean a lot of things to a lot of people. Because to me, hygiene is like taking a shower, washing your hands, brushing your teeth. Yeah, I think of it as like cleanliness. Yeah, like but making like, dirty things clean. But like, so I, like I'm interested. 
Well, so according to the New Oxford American Dictionary, oh, hygiene is defined source. as conditions or practices conducive to maintaining health and preventing diseases, especially through cleanliness. So I think the word hygiene implies like a, a cleaning behavior, mm -hmm. but I don't think it's, it's it exclusive to that. Yeah, like cleaning yourself is part of hygiene, but like not all hygiene is cleaning. Is cleaning yourself. Yeah. What, do you, what, what kind of emotions do you feel really when you hear the, the word? If I'm being really honest, like annoyance and dread. Yes, yeah. Because I have a separate neurological condition that makes showering really hard. And so, like, it's part of my ADHD in that I forget to shower or I will, like, run out of time to shower. But also, shower, the act of showering itself is awful for me. And so sometimes it's just about, like, navigating the spoons of, like, showering. What are, what are spoons? So... <laughs> oh. Okay, so there is this idea, um, and it was coined by Christine Mazandarino in, I believe, 2014, but that feels like a lie right now. But I know her name was Christine Mazandarino. Um, and basically, she invented this idea that, like, every day you are given uh, people who deal with, like, chronic illnesses and chronic pain is kind of like this, this phrase that she made up. Um, and the idea is like every day you get a certain number of spoons or a certain amount of energy, right? So your spoons stand for energy and taking a shower takes away a spoon or going to the grocery store takes away a couple of spoons or like doing X, Y, Z task. And for some people with chronic pain, it can be something as simple as like going downstairs to get a cup of coffee. For other people, it's larger tasks, you know, like a complete shopping trip. It just depends on you and your personal situation. But everybody gets like a finite amount of spoons. And once you've used your spoons for the day, then you're out of spoons and you're exhausted or you're psychologically exhausted or both physically and psychologically exhausted. Um, and then you're kind of like out of commission for the rest of the day. And for me, taking a full shower, like washing my hair, conditioning my hair, because I'm also doing the curly girl method, which is a nightmare. Um <laughs> Like, all of that, like, that honestly tends to take away a lot of spoons because of the way my body feels afterwards. But, like, again, the, pro the problem is, is, like, I feel like none of this is relevant to this podcast because, like, it's such a specific chronic illness situation. Like, we are literally recording this podcast in my guest room and I'm lying on the bed because I hurt too much to sit up right now. Like that is, that is how we are recording this podcast. And so I feel like, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with any of this. I just feel like well, none of this is useful. <laughs> no, I think it's good. I, I like, well, you used a term that I think is essential to bring up in the, 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 the hemisphere, the realm of the topic of hygiene, which is muscle through it. Yeah. Because there are absolutely like techniques that you can use to remember things and all that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it just, it kind of sucks. It sucks that whenever I wake up in the morning and I have to brush my teeth again, I think every time, didn't I just do this? <laughs> and I did, but it's time to do it again. So what every time you... I shower, it's the same thing. It's... So what do you do? Well, I, so there's sort of a twofold thing when it comes to my ADHD and hygiene. One is just remembering. Just remembering that it needs to be done in the first place. Mm -hmm. And the second is um, active, sort of activation energy, is, is which executive function makes very difficult. Yeah. What is activation energy? <clears throat> well, that's not a clinical term, but but basically... Um, it sounds like it could be. It sounded very well, official. Yeah, thanks. Well, the, the official term, as far as I understand, um, is task initiation. Oh, okay. Um, so your executive function... Well, I guess we might as well explain this a little bit. Well... Uh, so when I use the term executive function or executive dysfunction, executive functions are basically the set of processes that go on in your brain that makes your brain decide what it should be doing and what it should be focusing its energy on and what your body should be doing at any given time. Because humans can do all sorts of things. Right. We can take showers. We can write symphonies. We can eat pasta. We can go fishing. There's a million different things. There's literally infinite amount of things that you can be doing at any given time. <laughs> your executive functions are the things that narrows it down and decides what you should be doing at any given time. Right. So, for example, um, if a bear is chasing you, 
whatever that has moved. You write a symphony. You write a symphony, of course. That's the natural response. That's the natural progression of events. You know, the running away from that bear shifts your executive function. Goes okay. That's the new top of the list. We need to get out of here. (laughs) Well, people with ADHD experience executive dysfunction, or basically, you can think of it as your brain never settles on what the priority order is. So if you start a task and you're doing something and you're cleaning the, you're doing the dishes or something like that, mm-hmm. those priorities are still shifting around. And so all of a sudden, you go, oh, wait a minute, this isn't what I should be doing right now. Cleaning the counters is what I should be doing right now. And so you go over and you start cleaning the counters and da 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 But then halfway through that, you're like, wait a minute, this isn't what I should be doing right now. This is what I should be doing right now. <clears throat> so for one, people with ADHD have trouble starting that process, starting anything really, because our brain is constantly shifting around priorities. That's, that's where I run into trouble is the starting of a task. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those things. I think there are two. Well, so, so I think there are techniques to help me remember to do things. Um, for example, when I, uh, after I brush my teeth, I put my um, toothbrush on the side of the sink with the head, like sitting over the thing. Just so when I like, go to the sink, it's not like tucked away, it's like right there. Mm-hmm. And I like might knock it over when I wash my hands or something. <laughs> so that clicks off this, oh, I need to do that. But then the doing of it and the initiating doing it, those are things that just kind of suck. There's There are ways of making it easier. Like I like hum when I'm brushing my teeth a lot. My toothbrush is electric, so it makes like a boo. So I like will go I'll like hum to it and that makes it better. Um, but at the end of the day, it's maintenance. It's not exciting. It's just kind of boring. Um, and I think it's just I, I would be remiss if I didn't bring that up. If I if I pretended that I had some secret that makes all these annoying hygiene hygienic things that we have to do suddenly exciting and fantastic because that's just not really going to happen. There are things you can do to make it easier. Um, I recommend, for example. There are a whole range of different waterproof speakers you can get in your shower. Which I, within like the month, learned about. Like I have lived my, I mean, I know that they haven't been around for that long, but I have lived my entire adult life with like it never occurring to me. Like, what if I put music in my shower? And then I was like made, and I was like, oh my God. Oh, it's one of the best. Oh my God. That's, that's, that's one of my, my biggest tips is there was a period of my life when I like I, I don't own nice things. I don't because I have ADHD and I'll lose it or break it or accidentally sell it on eBay or something like that. I just you can't accidentally own accidentally list for something for sale on eBay. Oh no, I tripped it. I listed it on eBay. <laughs> oh no. Now Jeff is coming over to pick it up in an hour. <laughs> you know, eBay Jeff. eBay eBay Jeff. <laughs> but so, so I'm not I I am not the kind of person who would buy a shower speaker, but one of my roommates did. And I have never enjoyed showering more i still didn't really like i would still like oh, i have to get out of bed and shower but but, uh, but then once you're in there it's like oh this is kind of nice so it was still hard to engage and it was still kind of annoying to like have to do it but it made it better it made it easier shower speakers i think part of the issue too though is that we talk a lot about executive dysfunction we talk a lot about you know the struggles of living as an adult with ADHD, but there's still sort of like a, I don't know if you feel this as much as I do, but I feel like there's like a stigma about some of like the more nitty gritty details of being an adult. Mm. And it's stuff like, and I'm going to get like hashtag content warning, but it it's, it's stuff like remembering to change your tampon And it's stuff like remembering to brush your teeth and remembering to take a shower and remembering to wash your hands and and remembering to pee, frankly, you know. And there's like this stigma to it or the shame to it in that like, well, I have to be the only person who forgets to change their tampon or I have to be the only person who forgets to pee. And like I, I very jokingly made a video on TikTok about forgetting to pee because that's like a really common thing with people with ADHD. And everybody in the comments was like, I thought I was the only one. I was so embarrassed. And I was like, nah, fam. Like, I forget to pee all the time. And then I'm like, oh, my God, I have to pee right now. Um, and I think discussions like this are interesting because you realize both that you're not alone and that people are going through the same thing that you're going through. But the approach is very different. Like, I 
and prob- people are going to be like super grossed out about this, but this is your, I don't brush my teeth in the mornings. I have never brushed my teeth in the mornings. Nobody taught me to brush my teeth in the mornings. Huh. My parents were like, brush your teeth when you go to bed. But they apparently forgot or assumed that I was just doing it in the morning. And so like I never learned that as a habit. And so like most of the time I don't. I brush my teeth like once a day, which I'm sure like everybody's going to be like, that's fucking nasty. And I'm sure that it is. But like that is how I have lived the majority of my life. And so very recently I went to the dentist Um, and this is actually like I could go off on a whole tangent because there's been dozens and dozens and dozens of studies done about the quality of children's teeth versus quality of children's teeth if those kids have ADHD and like across the board kids with ADHD have shitty teeth and it is but they like but like literally they can't decide they can't decide if it's if there is something like inherently different about our biology that makes our teeth shittier or if because as kids we're not spending the the appropriate amount of time like brushing your teeth or taking care of your teeth and science is literally they can't come to a consensus it's like half of one six you know six of the other that's not the right phrase (laughs) fuck you i think you were doing you were doing 601 and i said six six, i was trying to say six of one half dozen of the other but then i panicked in the middle because you looked at me funny (laughs) well that would also wouldn't that also stand to reason that if it if if the reason children with adhd have worse teeth um is because it is much harder for them to maintain good tooth brushing habits wouldn't it also stand to reason that they shower less often and I, I suppose that's probably something but that well, or yeah. have worse skin perhaps but that's like but that's the thing where it's like that's it's harder to study yeah because you can like study the rates of plaque on kids right. teeth and degradation and, of enamel and stuff and like across the board they've found that kids with adhd have more plaque hmm. kids with adhd tend to just have more but then it's like, well, is it because like you're supposed to brush your teeth for three minutes and most kids do it for 30 seconds and then they're done? Mm-hmm. Is it because like there's something about the biology of having ADHD that makes you more like they, they don't know. And I think it's really interesting because it's like, what is the cause versus what is the correlation? Right. Um, I totally forget where I was going with this, but I got excited because I, <laughs> I was really interesting. I read like five no, different really cool. dental studies today and it was just like really weird to think about that like science literally can't figure out if kids are bad at brushing their teeth or if we just have more plaque like i think that's really well, cool i think what's that kind of that sort of fills me with this wondering of like we can measure enamel decay and plaque buildup and so it's like it, it it there's like it's like a sort of time capsule like if you can tell right. you know whenever i go to the dentist my dentist can just tell me hey you've been brushing your teeth not enough what's up with that so i'm wondering if there are are myriad other things that people with ADHD are just so bad at, but you can't measure them. So, you know, for example, maybe we generally have worse skin because we don't shower as often or remember to use whatever the heck, perhaps our hair degrades more quickly because we forgot. I mean, (laughs) I hope not. I I sincerely hope not. So it's fabulous. (laughs) Well, thank you. You The swoopiest hair in all of Christendom. (laughs) But that's, those are questions I haven't been able, I haven't, I haven't been able to find any studies other than those dental studies, which mm-hmm. I saw but didn't read. <laughs> but I was like, huh, that's probably really interesting. But then I, I opened it and I was like, whoa, gosh. And I'm curious if there are other things that, that perhaps might be affected. I remembered where I was going with it. Oh. I went to the dentist very recently um, because I hate, I hate going to the dentist because I have horrible gums. Now, again, I just publicly confessed only usually brushing my teeth once a day. So, like, here we the fuck are. But they actually like it was really interesting because the the I had a different dental hygienist than I normally do. She's a wonderful woman, and she like kind of she was like doing and she's like, "Wow, your gums are like really bloody." And I was like, "Yup, like that's just that's how my gums are." And she sat down like it was this it was this moment we had like this moment together, and she like sat down like in the little chair and she's like, "Honey, how old are you?" And I said, "I'm 32." And she goes, "Has anybody ever shown you how to brush your teeth?" Like, literally, this wonderful, sweet little woman was like, has anybody ever... And I thought about it, and I said, no. Nobody has ever shown me how to brush my teeth. She goes, well, show me what you do. And she had me brush my teeth. And she's like, okay, first off. (laughs) She's like, I'm going to stop you right there. She's like, I don't know where you got this, but that's not how you do it. And the, 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 the dentist came in, 
and the hygienist came in and then another hygienist came in and I had three women stand there and teach me a grown ass adult a better and more efficient way to brush my teeth that I had. This was less than a month ago, Eric. This is what happened. And they were like, well, how do you floss your teeth? And I went, <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, well, Katie, you, you have the capacity to change some lives right here. How, how do you brush? How, what is you the do, way to brush your teeth? It's tiny circles. Tiny circles? You're not, supposed, you're not supposed to like go like back and forth. You're supposed to do tiny circles. But here's the other thing. You're supposed to be half on your gums. So you like go like, okay. I'm what? Like, yeah. I'm not sh- like this fucking changed my life. So like you don't go like nan- like that, right? You don't go like back Katie, and forth. This is a podcast. I know. I realize this is an art. Really well, track. now I'm just telling you, right? We'll do a YouTube video about how to brush your teeth if you have ADHD. <laughs> Hashtag subscribe to our YouTube channel. But like you, you take it and you make tiny little circles, and that's what you do. But then you like move up and you do it like across your gum line, huh. and they're like you're supposed to be brushing like gently, like you're not. And that was the other thing is I was fucking like. Oh, yeah. rocking that shit in there because I was like the faster I go the faster I'm done and they're like please stop please stop doing it this way and so yeah so you do like tiny little things um and then but you were like making fun of my water pick the other day but that was the other thing is like they were like well if you don't if if you're not able to floss your teeth which was also like one of the first times that rather than looking at me and being like you're a fuck up for not flossing your teeth twice a day like because that's usually like the approach at the dentist's office they're like well just floss and i'm like i have executive dysfunction it's boring <laughs> she went get a water pick she's like it's a little What's machi- a water pick so it's this little machine and they're like like i'm not gonna lie they're kind of pricey mine was like a hundred bucks but like it's like a little machine and it has like a little it's basically like a very expensive water gun but rather than floss, it shoots water between your teeth. Oh, cool. And so, like, as you're, like, rinsing out your mouth with this thing, you're, like, fundamentally flossing. But with this, like, with, like, this stream of, like, highly pressurized water. like a little water. power washer. Yeah, it's like a little power washer for your mouth. And so she was like, well, if you can't floss, if it's hard for you to floss, if it's hard for you to remember to floss, like, that's not a big deal. Get yourself a water pick. And I said, okay. So, like, I tried it. And honestly, like. Sounds kind of fun. It is. It's it's like a little stupid pressure washer for your face. <laughs> and like it's and it and so like that honestly like really helped because like that was honestly the first time like in my whole life that rather than going to the dentist and feeling like judged or feeling like a fuck up or whatever because like I can't do the thing right, they were just like, "Nah, fam, like we'll teach you. Like it's fine." And I thought that was like really neat. Yeah, I think one of the biggest hindrances towards getting better at a thing in general um is shame and guilt about it, embarrassment yeah. about it, because then you don't say to anybody, hey, I'm bad at this, can you please help me get better at this? It just it doesn't happen. Like, shame and embarrassment is just the just the, the, the death of improvement. Yeah. Um, and that absolutely applies to hygiene as well. Like, I, I am 26. I didn't know that you were supposed to make tiny circles, tiny circles. on my teeth. Tiny just, circles. For one, there's no class in high school that's like, hey, these are the things that nobody talks yeah. about about adulthood that you really need to, to right. need to know. Um, but it makes me think of, there's a quote um, from Stephen Fry, um, British actor, writer, overall hero of mine, Stephen Fry. I know who Stephen Fry is. Well, <laughs> I know you know who Stephen Fry is, Katie. You said it in a way that made me concerned that you didn't. But I appreciate your clarifying. Katie, I'm talking to the whole people world People who might be part of today's Lucky 10,000. That's true, exactly. If you are just now learning about Stephen Fry... You should go read everything that he has ever written w- and the... watch everything he has ever said. Oh, yeah. Well, he has a um, he has a series, a documentary, um, a two-part documentary called uh, The Secret Life of the Manic Depressive, because he's bipolar. Um, super interesting. Anyways, he said in an interview, I'm paraphrasing, um, that I, th- I think we all feel like before we were born, there was some class that all souls went to in which how to be a person was taught, how life was to be done. We didn't get the memo. And we slept in that day. <laughs> like, we had a doctor's board, we couldn't go. I do feel we like that's feel... Stephen Fry. But the, the, here's the thing, there was no class. Was Nobody no class. really knows what they're doing. Some people are getting, but like, and so when it comes to things like, hey, I haven't showered in a week, holy shnikes, like being able to admit that to yourself and perhaps other people, um, is a good step towards remedying that situation. So I think, and it's all, especially when it comes to being physically clean, like nobody wants to admit 
that they only brush their teeth once a day. I only brush my teeth once a day, I do it in the morning. I never brush my teeth at night because the only way I can get myself to sleep is just by doing stuff until I'm so exhausted that I have to just, you know, flop onto the bed, which is a whole other thing. Um, but it's hard to admit that we as adults don't do these things that children do. But here's the thing, when you're a kid, if you're lucky, you have parents or guardians or people in your life who remind you to shower and make sure you know where to be and make sure that you're brushing your teeth and making sure you have a doctor's appointment scheduled with reasonable regularity. I mean, if you're lucky, you'll have that. Yeah. Um, but then once you're an adult, all that goes away. So I feel like my ADHD, as much as it affected me as a student, I think it has affected me far more as an adult because now I have to manage my own shit. So I think it'd be cool if there was like some camaraderie around adults who have trouble with personal hygiene. So rather than be like embarrassed about it, we could be like, yeah, like let's help each other out. Oh, oh sure. Well, it's, it's interesting that you say that because now this feels like shameless advertising, but this is a real thing. On my Discord server, that became a thing. Oh, really? Very, and very organically. Like I remember like right when I started the Discord, somebody was like, can we have a reminders channel? And I was like, yeah, sure, fam, whatever. And I, like, made the little channel. And then, like, one day I went in there, like, months after it had been born. And literally it was just that. It was just people would be like, hey, I'm going to go take a shower. Who's showering with me? And, like, nice. five people would be like, I'll take a shower. And then other people would be like, I'm going to go brush my teeth. Like, whatever. And it became this, like, really organic thing where people would just be like, I showered today. And people would be like, fuck yeah, you did. Good job, buddy. And, like, if you ever come to my lives, um, there's a... On TikTok? <laughs> on TikTok. Uh, there's a, uh, a a TikToker Max the Snail Lord, and everybody on my Discord server checks to make sure that Max drinks enough water and eats enough food. And so I always ask Max whenever Max comes yeah. into my TikTok lives, like Max, did you eat today? Max, have you had water today? And we all cheer Max on because it's, like sometimes Max needs that reminder. It's one hell of an event, frankly. Like uh, when I'm in your lives, he pops up. <laughs> I get so. Excited. I love it because then you're like, you're, and then when he says yes, if he says yes, which hopefully he does, everybody, everybody just blows up. Like, where to go, Max? It's my it. favorite thing. But like that is a thing that is like organically happening in this sort of like community that we have built because I think for the first time a lot of us are able to talk about the fact that like it's really hard for me to shower it's really hard for me to remember to brush my teeth like I have like a like a I have a lot of vanity associated with it though and like I will fully admit it because like I'm a performer and I'm an actor and so like my face is my business mm -hmm. and so like I'm really protective of my face and I'm really protective of my teeth quite frankly like I have a lot of anxiety around like having cavities and like having stuff wrong with my mouth like I have dreams where really you know like my teeth all fall out and stuff um and so I think because of that, like, I have taken a lot of steps to make sure that a modicum of personal cleanliness is sort of involved in my routine, but there are two huge buts. One of them is mine. <laughs> the other but one's joke. mine. Um, you do have a dump truck, Eric. Just letting you know. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, but the first is that, and this is something that we have not talked about yet, is that we both have depression. Oh, that's right. And depression yes. changes everything. It does. The second, um, I forget what the second one was. That was going to be such a good point. God <laughs> fucking damn it. Fucking Let me know if it comes back. Well, so I, I, I don't think, I hope people don't expect. Hmm. Oh, I know what oh. it was. It was that the pandemic happened. That uh, was the other thing. Mm -hmm. um, and the pandemic was quite honestly the first time in a really long time where I think I went and again this is me admitting something really disgusting publicly but like I shouldn't say that because I'm sure there's somebody out there going like when I say what I was about to say was like I didn't wash my hair for almost three weeks like I was just like fuck it like I, I don't have anywhere to be and I'm tired and my arms hurt and I don't want to and there's a pandemic and I'm sad and depressed but like i'm sure there are people who have gone longer than three weeks and so i should not be judgy about it and i should say you know what that was my personal struggle and that's okay so i'm sorry i said that everybody um but yeah like like the pandemic happened but then also depression happens and i feel like depression katie is such a different person mm. to I don't want to say normal Katie because normal Katie doesn't exist, but like depressed Katie is an entirely different entity.
Thesaurus. Welcome to the middle of the episode. You did it. You're halfway through. Eric is taking a nap while I record this, so I'm trying to be real quiet. He, he's a sleepy, sleepy boy. I just wanted to let you know that we just added a bunch of cool new merchandise to our Redbubble shop. In particular, we just partnered with Mike Lake Designs, who was kind enough to design us a beautiful map of Havenloft for ADHD and D. Now you can buy it on stickers and stuff. Also, I started an OnlyFans. Just in case you want a little spicy content. Oh, one last thing. Y'all are loving our Q&A episodes, so make sure to send us your questions. You can do that by sending them to infinitequestpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website, which is infinitequestpodcast.com. Okay, I'm going to go put some shaving cream on Eric's hand and then tickle his face with a feather. Back to the episode. Hey everybody, it's me, Katieosaurus, and we just wanted to let you know that this week's episode is brought to you by our good friends over at Honey Playbox. What is Honey Playbox, you might ask? Well, I'm going to give it to you straight. They sell sex toys. But here's the thing. Honey Playbox believes that pleasure, play, health, and accessibility are necessary for positive experiences of sexuality. And you know what? Here at Infinite Quest, we agree, especially in conversation with how tough sex and sexy times can be when you're struggling with ADHD or depression or any sort of neurodivergency. Having open, honest conversations about sex and sexuality are really, really important to us. And our friends at Honey Playbox agree. And not only do our friends at Honey Playbox agree with that, uh, they also want you to save a little bit of money while you're having these conversations and exploring sexuality and what works and doesn't work for you. So they've hooked us up with a 20% off discount code. From now until the end of March, use code InfiniteQuest to get 20% off your order. That's like honestly not a bad deal, you guys. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Also, just because I think this is very funny, Honey Playbox was kind enough to send over just a ludicrous amount of stuff for me and Eric to look at and talk about. So in the next couple of weeks, you're going to see some content over on the YouTube, and we're also going to talk more just about sex toys and how they can help uh, your ADHD relationships. So we will uh, be posting that content soon, so you have that to look forward to. So again, use code InfiniteQuest if you want 20% off your order over at Honey Playbox, and uh, have have fun. O- okay, bye. My depression and my ADHD are very good friends. Yeah, well, yeah. If you think yeah. of them maliciously, they are. Um, I try not we to think of them party maliciously. together. But yeah. Do like, you really? Try do not you, to like, think of them maliciously. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Do you like? Okay, now I'm gonna completely derail this, but this fascinates me. Like, do you actively try not to? Yes. Why? Because one, they're not. They're amoral. They're as, they're as moral as the rocks that we walk on. They're, it's an amoral thing. Why are you walking on rocks? I don't know. I was going to say tree, but then I was like, well, tree's alive, so it's not a perfect analogy. That's fine. Anyways, it's it's an amoral <laughs> thing. Um, well, I mean, I'm not religious, so perhaps one might believe something else. But I think of them as just facts of life. I have My nose is a certain shape. My ears are a certain shape. My eyes are a certain color. And I have ADHD and depression. They're just, they just exist. They just are. And so once I realize that, then any opinions I have about them are the, th- the ones that I put on them because they themselves, well, I'm literally personifying them, but you know, my ADHD and my depression themselves are literally amoral. They're, they're nothing. They're not good. They're not evil. They're neutral in every way. They just are. And so if I think about them positively, that's my choice. If I think about it negatively, that's my choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't mean to say, like, if you're mad about your depression, you've chosen to be mad. That's not exactly what I'm trying to say. It's just, when it comes to the my ADHD and my depression, it's up to me how I want to consider them. Mm-hmm. Because they aren't, they don't have an inherent goodness or badness. So I get to decide how I think of it, because neither of them are right anyways. Yeah. That makes sense. And honestly... Did that take you a long time to work towards like how how long did you spend I don't want to say resenting because I don't want to like speak for you but like <laughs> is that is that an attitude that you developed over time um so for one I don't want to I, I don't at all claim to have arrived anywhere <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like and now I am good now I now I'm friends with my ADHD it's an intention that I maintain um or attempt to maintain or intend to maintain but I think I've arrived at this intention mm-hmm. out of necessity because mm-hmm. my ADHD and depression aren't going anywhere. 
So it's just, it's something that I have to learn how I'm going to accept. I can accept it bitterly. I can go, that's just the way it is and life sucks. Mm -hmm. Or I can just go, that's just the way it is and whatever. Um, my ADHD and my depression accompanies me throughout life in the same way that, you know, my clothes do and my friends do. They're just things that exist alongside us in the universe. And frankly, nothing exists consensually. Nobody consented to be born. The rocks and the trees and the, all that, none of those decided to exist. They just do. They popped in here. So we're all existing here non-consensually together, <laughs> including my ADHD and my depression, if we're personifying them. They didn't ask to be the depression that lives in my head or the ADHD that lives in my head. And they're responding in the way that they are inclined to respond. Mm -hmm. And then also the reason I, I, I intend, I maintain the intention of thinking of my depression and ADHD with reverence is that ultimately I think I'm beholden to things that are practical mm -hmm. and things that are useful. Yeah. And so resentment towards my ADHD and depression is not useful. It's just not useful. Whereas having compassion towards my ADHD and depression is useful because that's so fucking wise eric that's so goddamn wise <laughs> well thanks <laughs> like i definitely resent my mental illness like really hard but i use it to like find the fucks to shower hmm. like that like i'm and i'm just i'm literally just realizing that like in this moment because i'll at some point i just get mad hmm. and i'm just like it's been two weeks since I washed my hair. This is goddamn ridiculous. Like I'm better than my brain telling me I'm not worthy of a shower. I'm mm. going to go shower. Fuck you. And so like I use that anger, but like, I wonder, I mean, I absolutely know that it would probably be, be more <laughs> efficient to just not do it that way because it is just constantly like getting mad enough and you have to like wait to get mad enough to get over the hill. But yeah. Well, I mean, if you think of, of you as being, you know, diametrically opposed to your ADHD and diametrically opposed to your Pose. depression, both of them. So I guess it would be... Sorry, can you say diametrically opposed one more time? Diametrically opposed? Foes. Thank you. That was a Hamilton reference. Continue. Something? Okay. Right. <laughs> <sighs> oh, gosh. You said diametrically opposed like three times. I did. And okay. I was like, listen. Okay. Um, oh, I got it. Hold on. I got it. I'm leaving this in. Oh, I got it. Um... <laughs> Oh, if you consider yourself to be diametrically opposed with your m mental illnesses, then you're constantly winning or losing. And that's not fun. And so if I need to shower, and either my depression or my ADHD, or more likely both, are making it extremely difficult to do that, and then I don't end up showering, I lost and they won. And yeah. that sucks. Losing sucks. And it makes you resentful towards the person who wins. Or it's easy to feel resentment towards the thing yeah. that wins. So I try to think of my ADHD and my depression also need to shower. Huh. And they would feel bad if they didn't shower too. Because they're inside me. If I shower, they're showering. Eric, and so, this is like some game changer shit. I hope so. This is some game changer. Like you are game changering your friend Katie right now. Uh, awesome. I want you to know. Like I'm not even bullshitting you. <laughs> like this has never right. occurred to me. Like I like fucking talk about like being kind to yourself all the time. It has never once in my entire adult life occurred to me to just be nice to my depression. I have tried to murder my depression <laughs> with hatred and res like holy shit, Eric. I feel like I just went to therapy a little bit. <laughs> well, because if you, yeah, it's, it's, it, you have to do it manually at first. I think that's, that's one of the better pieces of advice that has ever been given to me by a therapist was she said, you have to do this stuff manually at first. We were talking about something very specific at the time, but I think it applies to everything. Yeah. And so things like, you know, maintaining, developing and maintaining routines in the beginning, you have to do it manually. You have to like move your legs to walk to the place but after over time i mean you're you're strengthening neural pathways so eventually you'll just kind of go run sequence so like for example if you've ever had bouts where you go to the gym all the time i have <laughs> me too um it's been a while but me too eric i um, used to do crossfit oh wow it's awful that's pretty cool um <laughs> that's the coolest part of my day if going going to the gym right now if i were to go to the gym right now it would be Oh, I mean, it would be awful the whole time. Or maybe not, but it would be a lot of fucking spoons. But I think things like that take less spoons over time. 
because yeah. you just get more your brain gets well, used process. to doing them like the process is part of it too yeah you know like i mean using your your example of like the gym so okay today is the first day i'm going to the gym so i have to find a bag and then I have to find some shoes, and then I have to find some clothes, and right. then I have to pack a change of clothes, and then I have to pack some like cleaning stuff so I can ideally shower at the gym. And then when I come home, I have to put my dirty laundry. And I like, there's so much shit involved in going to the gym that is not going to the gym. Yeah, it's a lot of mise en place. Whereas, once, and it's the same with showering. You know, it's like you have to go to the shower and find a towel and get the shampoo and the body wash and the conditioner and, like, the fancy stuff if you do the fancy stuff. I don't know what the fancy stuff is. I'm, I'm a basic bitch. Um, <laughs> you know, but, like, over time, it just becomes my gym shoes are in the bag. I've already got a bottle of shampoo in there. Like, I can just pick up my bag and go to the gym. Yeah. It's just the thinking about it ahead of time becomes less and less and less. Yeah, I think... Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm getting ready for your eye roll, but it really is a lot about mise en place. Um, I mean it, because... Physically fight the urge to eye roll just so you're not vindicated. <laughs> Why do you think I said that? Um, it's about having... It's it's about facilitating the, the, the action. For example, uh, if you run out of toothpaste, you have no toothpaste. Let's say you have no toothbrush, toothpaste and no toothbrush. Brushing your teeth, the first step of towards brushing your teeth at that point becomes get in your car, <laughs> go to the store, go for the things. And then if you have ADHD, you're like, okay, well, what else do I need at CVS while I'm there? Blah, 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 blah. I had a list somewhere on my phone. Let me look through my phone. I can't find it. I really need to organize my notes. Let me organize my notes. So on, so on, so on, so on. The realist. The realist. <laughs> um, however, if you have toothpaste and you have your toothbrush and they are next to the sink, then your Mies is N+. You can even go one step further and... You know, the night before, put toothpaste on the toothbrush and set it down, and that way you just stumble into the into the bathroom and just grab the thing and just put it in your mouth. Toothpaste would be all dried out, though. It might be. I don't know. I'll do some tests and okay. get back to you. Do some test test that. But you want to facilitate these things. You can do yeah. a lot of work over time. You can turn it into a slow sort of burn of effort rather than one like, oh, get out of bed, do all the stuff right now. Um, it makes me think of the word facilitate. The word facilitate literally means to make easy. It's facile. Facile, yeah, like facile in, in Spanish means easy. Also um, in French. De facile means difficult. So to facilitate something, you're literally making it easy. A facility is a place where things are made easy. <laughs> so you want to turn your the, you, the respective locations where hygiene, hygienic things happen into facilities, places that make processes easy. And this can be done in a whole bunch of different ways and sort of requires experimentation. Like, well, for example, me, when I shower... If my towel isn't in the bathroom, I'm not going to shower. I don't know why. It's just for some reason in my head, I don't know where my towel is. Even if I do know where it is, I'll like con convince myself that I don't because it's like, well, I can't shower if I don't have a towel. So whatever. <laughs> so I keep my towel on the door handle to the thing. Little thing, but then it's like, okay, there we go. Um, a lot of times I won't shower because I don't like the feeling of stepping out onto the like little floor mat after the, after the shower after like I just cleaned my feet and now I'm stepping on this like thing so I got a pair of slippers and I put my slippers in front of the little tub thing next to each other facing out so that when I get out of the shower I can put them directly into my clean slippers problem solved so I would, I would, I would encourage you listener to really think into why processes are difficult like like the minutiae like oh well like for for example me Getting out of bed to shower and brush my teeth and all that stuff was very hard because I don't like being cold in the morning and the bed is warm. <laughs> and, you know, there's this, this thought of like the bed is warm, the shower is warm, but the walk to the shower is not warm. And so then I was like, huh, I should have like a certain set of clothing that I wear when I go to sleep so that when I wake up, I'm already wearing clothes and it'll keep myself warm. And then I realized that I just invented pajamas. <laughs> Eric. I call it the pajama principle. Well, like assembling a concept yourself versus having it taught to you. I call that the pajama principle for that reason. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard right? in my whole life. So examine the minutia of why certain tasks are hard and think of solutions to those problems. However, while you're doing that, maintain awareness that at some point it's still work. It's still something you just have to do. And you're not going to be able to solve every problem. There's not a trick to everything. Um, that would be my advice. Mise en place, facilitate. 
See, I... In pajamas. You know what I do? And this is like a really silly thing. I get all sorts of different hair stuff. Like, I... Like, that's one of the things that I do. Because it's like, I know that I have to wash my hair. I have so much. I shaved off half of my hair. And I still have more hair than a lot of people. Like, I have a (laughs) stupid amount of hair. And so taking care of my hair is really hard. And, like, actually, right now, as you know me, like, this is the longest my hair has been in, like, almost 15 years. Because I had a pixie cut for so long. Yeah. Because I just couldn't stand to take care of my hair. Like, I just chopped it. And I was like, and then I was like, but I like the way having long hair makes me feel. And so what I started doing is I just started buying random hair products. And, like, it's not a great solution. (laughs) But it makes my brain go, oh, it, once you get through that bottle of shampoo that is in the shower right now, then you get to try that new stuff that oh, you bought. Yeah. And so it motivates me for both now Katie and then future Katie to like get the reward of like the new hair product yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, I buy bath sheets instead of bath towels. Because bath sheets? Bath sheets. Yeah. Have you ever, have you noticed that all of my towels are huge? I haven't showered since I've been here. Oh, wait. Yes, I have. Well, and I have. Yes, I have. Okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot gonna, that I showered. So, yeah, I get bath sheets instead of bath towels um, because they're, they're larger. And, like, so you can just, like, wrap them all the way around you. Oh. And so then you're, like, cozy once you get out of the shower. And it's, like, really nice. You know what we should invent is, like, some sort of, like, large garment that's just made out of a towel. It's called a bathrobe, Eric. Oh, pajama, hashtag pajama principle. P- p- pajama principle. Any any closing thoughts on on, on hygiene? Things that help. Oh, things that might make people feel you know, less embarrassed or whatever. You know, Eric, I'm not gonna lie to you. I feel like I went into this episode wanting to be like, here's how to brilliantly manage your hygiene, and then as we talked, I realized I have no idea what I'm doing, and I'm just trying to get by as best I can. <laughs> Um, but honestly, I mean, I think the big thing is just getting over the shame of it, like getting over that stigma of like, I'm the only person who struggles to wash my hair. I'm the only person who struggles to find the motivation to brush my, like, cause you're not like, you're just not like, Mm -hmm. and as much as I say, you are not alone over and over and over and over. I think hygiene is really a place where you're not and it's something that like a lot of people struggle with and a lot of people consistently struggle with because of so many different reasons and so i think just like acknowledging that and and kind of what you're talking about like just with being kind to your adhd and your depression like just being kind to yourself and recognizing that like it's not a moral failing it's you're not a bad person you have executive dysfunction and showering is a lot of work yeah, it really is, and it's a lot of a lot of it involves being cold, and that sucks. <laughs> I fucking hate being cold. <laughs> I guess I would say to close, um, uh, turn turn your your bathroom into a facility, turn it into a place that makes things easy. Try to make these things as easy as possible. Try to identify stuff that you can do ahead of time. Um, like I can't explain how much buying slippers changed my life. It was such a little thing, but I realized that in the morning I hate walking on the cold floor in the morning i hated it but i didn't like i didn't notice that i hated it but that was why i i didn't want to get out of bed is because i hate that feeling and i hate just being cold in general hence the pajama principle so identify what those things are that are that are causing friction and and try to facilitate those those that behavior um knowing again that at some point there's nothing else you can do you just got to muscle through it and try to treat your neurodivergencies with kindness because they are amoral. They're not, they're not evil, nor are they benevolent. They're just nothing. They're just, they exist alongside us in the universe. And you might as well make friends with them because they're here to stay. <laughs> um, but before we close, I want to read something um, that really kind of blew my mind when I heard it because I wasn't expecting it. But me being a straight white male, I, I'm obligated to like Rick and Morty. You are. I have to. Can I raise the point that you should just find the video on YouTube? Oh, and play it? Yeah, because I feel like the way that it's in the show is, like, really important. Okay. Like, the inflection of it is really important. Yeah, sure. All right. Um, Well, everybody, thanks for listening, and here's Susan Sarandon.
<laughs> Susan Sarandon is our guest today on the Infinite <laughs> Podcast. Rick, the only connection between your unquestionable intelligence and the sickness destroying your family is that everyone in your family, you included, use intelligence to justify sickness. You seem to alternate between viewing your own mind as an unstoppable force and as an inescapable curse. And I think it's because the only truly unapproachable concept for you is that it's your mind within your control. You chose to come here. You chose to talk, to belittle my vocation, just as you chose to become a pickle. You are the master of your universe, and yet you are dripping with rat blood and feces, your enormous mind literally vegetating by your own hand. I have no doubt that you would be bored senseless by therapy, the same way I'm bored when I brush my teeth and wipe my ass. Because the thing about repairing, maintaining, and cleaning is, it's not an adventure. There's no way to do it so wrong you might die. It's just work. And the bottom line is, some people are okay going to work, and some people, well, some people would rather die. Each of us gets to choose. That's it for us this week here at Infinite Quest. We'll be back next week with another episode, but until then, remember to be kind to yourself, remember to drink water, and remember that we love you. Oh, and we do have one more favor to ask. We hope you know by now that Eric and I are so passionate about this and so excited about what Infinite Quest is turning into. We know we talk a lot about the Patreon and the merch because that's what helps financially support us, but we need your help to spread the word about the fact that we exist. Tweet about us, share us on Reddit, send us to your grandma on Facebook, tell your therapist that you're listening to a cool new ADHD podcast. Also, if you happen to be a producer at Sesame Street, let Katie come on and talk about ADHD. But seriously, thank you all so much for your kindness. Thank you all for your support. And we'll be back next week with more Infinite Quest. I I forgot the name of the podcast because I have ADHD.